When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is hour two of the game. The game after work. Mitch Fortner, Trey Coverdale, Trey Beyond Berkland. Our phone number is 537-1350. Put a little 785 on the front of that. If you feel like calling into the show, NFL draft in the books as of Saturday evening. Four Wildcats selected in the draft. In hour number one, we spoke to the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, on his take of Kansas City hosting the draft and the Chiefs taking Felix into DK Uzama. A king for the kingdom. With the 31st pick in the first round of the NFL Draft, if you missed any of our number one, just search for The Game KMAN on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts, search for The Game KMAN. Make sure to subscribe as well to listen to any of the show that you missed. Travion did not see Thundercat. I feel like now that that is out of the way and he didn't see him and we don't get a review, I should say his name right. <laughs> Thundercat. <laughs> Not Doja Cat. Thundercat. Who's better, Thundercat or Doja Cat? I mean, they're both pretty talented in their own ways, so I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, more, of a, uh, I'm a, more of a dog person, so more of a Snoop Dog, Nate Dog. Are there any other dogs out there that I'm not thinking of? The dog oh pound in general? Yeah. I'm oh going to go boy. with the dogs over the cats. Okay. Except for if it's K-State Wildcats. Is that fair? Sure. The Wildcats drafted Felix Indy DK Uzama in the first round of the Chiefs. We'll get to more on that here in just a moment. Julius Brents picked number 44 of the draft to the Colts, his hometown team. He's playing for the city. Round six, pick number 181, uh, safety Josh Hayes of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's from Lakeland, Florida. That's just down the road from Tampa. And, of course, hashtag my boy, Deuce Vaughn, is playing for America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, let me just say this. I didn't, get, I didn't bring this up earlier during my celebration. A lot of people like to call the Dallas Cowboys fan base a bandwagon Fan base, And you know what? Maybe to a certain extent that's true. But I remember around playoff time, it was probably right after 
and I was so embarrassed to say it, but the Dallas Cowboys lost to Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers. It was a defensive game, but they still lost to Brock Purdy. I was like, this is just more of the same old crap. You want to call Dallas a bandwagon program? They haven't played for an NFC championship since 96. I don't know if we can really call it a bandwagon franchise anymore. When you've got fans that also own Yankees caps and Lakers jerseys. Here's the deal, though. I saw you out there that was like, Deuce wants a cowboy now. I guess I kind of like the Cowboys now. I guess I, I have to like the Cowboys. Or, I, just, I said no such thing. I guess I have to buy a Cowboys jersey. I said no such thing. I see people jumping on the bandwagon again. Mm, yeah, yeah, there are some, but I said no such well, thing. Well, it's because it, it not only is you know a Wildcat is now a Cowboy once again, but it's like, you know what? Man, I think the Cowboys are back to championship winning football. Jerry Jones owns them. I think we're right around the corner from uh, another NFC championship, and uh, who knows? Super Bowl? What do you think, Troy? Um, no. You're because on the Jer- bandwagon? Because Jerry Jones still owns them. Who did the Broncos draft? Uh, you know, I didn't keep track of it all that Neither well. Neither did because, anybody else. Because there were very few picks that they actually had. Neither so, did any. Yeah, they didn't yeah. have a first or second no, round pick. The folks in Denver did a fine job keeping track. I just didn't pay all that much attention because... K-State had a very good weekend baseball-wise, and I had other things to do. Yeah, in case you missed it, Chief selection, first round, the chairman. With the 31st pick of the 2023 NFL Draft, the Kansas City Chiefs select Felix and Ujike Uzama, defensive end, Kansas State. All right, a couple of things. One, I thought Clark did a great job with the pronunciation. The first time anybody tries to pronounce uh, pronunciate right. Felix and DK Uzama struggles typically. I don't remember the first time Trey tried saying Felix and DK Uzama if he's ever tried to say it. I'm sure it wasn't pretty. <laughs> I had to have it down the first time I tried it because doing the old PA duty. Clark did a great job. Now, If you don't mind, I'd like to actually share my reaction to this draft pick because we were we were into the twenties, right? I'm watching the draft, and I had done a segment. I was like, I I kind of see Kansas City going two ways here because there's two pretty big needs they need to fill. They need a defensive end, and they need a wide receiver. Well, okay, so Quentin Johnson's off the board. Uh, Zay Flowers was off the board. Addison from USC was off the board. I was like, okay. A popular thought was Kansas City might – Mitch Holtis brought this up, that they might trade up, and he didn't give you a specific position, but they would trade up to go get a wide receiver. They did not. And I said here on the show, I was like, if – the thing is, like, if they want to go defensive in, they don't need to trade up because Felix Andujike Uzama is going to be there. If not, there are other popular defensive ends they could go with. Doesn't necessarily have to be Felix, but I personally wanted to be Felix because he's a Kansas City kid. He's a K-State guy. What a celebration that would be if he's picked in the last pick of day one in Kansas City. That would be the one of the most wonderful stories in in local sports history. Well, we get closer to the pick, and I even tweeted out, I was like, you know, 
I don't see Kansas City going, and I'm not trying to like gloat here. Like I predicted this whole thing to happen. I just kind of saw it coming, right? I kind of saw it come from a mile away. But I bring this up because a lot of people wanted Kansas City to trade back. Will Levis, Hooker from Tennessee, they were still on the board. Mm-hmm. Like They could trade back, get a pick or two out of it. That way somebody could get a better chance and you know, trade up and just go get a quarterback that they need from the teams that didn't pick one early on in the draft. But they didn't. And I was happy they didn't because Felix was sitting there. And it had been such a long time since K-State had had a first-round draft pick. Been a while since Kansas City had selected a cat. Mm-hmm. I was like, man. This seems like perfect timing because, like Mitch said, and I said it last week, defensive end is something they needed in this draft. And to me, it just worked out perfectly. The stars aligned. Everything fell into place perfectly. That pick was meant to be. It really was. And if you hadn't heard or seen it yet, I got to play this back. This was Felix when he got the call from the Chiefs. This is uh, Clark Hunt, and I'm standing here with my brother, Dan Hunt, and we want to both tell you how excited we are that you're going to be a member of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, thank you so much. We look forward to getting you here, hopefully in the next couple days. Uh, I look forward to meeting you, and I know our coaches and your teammates look forward to beginning to work with you. Yeah, I'm thrilled to be here. Oh, my gosh. You don't understand. Like, bro, you don't understand. I dream of this my whole life. No. No, I dream of this no, my whole life. Thank you so much. We're going to let you get back to your family. I know you guys have some celebrating to do. And, we, and we'll celebrate a little bit uh, you know, here in KC uh, at the draft, hopefully on Saturday. They did get to celebrate. Felix was brought up on stage. He had his phone out. He's filming the crowd, getting the warm welcome from the Kansas City Chiefs, the Chiefs kingdom, and a king for a kingdom. It was perfectly – it was just a perfect fit. It really was. Kansas City filled a need that they needed to. They got a K-State guy. It was all just so perfect. My reaction to the pick, kind of like the anticipation I was waiting for Dallas to pick Deuce. I, I, I just felt it coming. I've only gasped out loud, like loudly, twice, ever. Like, <gasps> like as a general reaction. The first time was when The Undertaker and his undefeated WrestleMania streak came to an end. I was there. I was like, holy crap. I was like, I can't believe they actually pulled the trigger on that. The second time was Felix being taken to the Chiefs. Because I was thinking of all the K-State Chiefs fans mm-hmm. out there. And, I, I mean, it was a big deal to me, and I'm not a Chiefs fan. But for all those Chiefs fans, I'm sure there was a lot of cheering. Not just at the draft. Manhattan, Kansas City, wherever. It was just, the celebration was on, and again, I, I just didn't. I felt like it was all just it was meant to be. It really was. Seeing Felix in the mock drafts, all the experts mock drafts, teetering that line. Was he late first? Was he early second? And I said a few weeks ago, like all the like half the mock drafts I was looking at, I probably looked at thirty. They had Felix going thirty first to Kansas City. Kansas City was very interested in going with. A defensive in there, but I really my gut feeling when it came to the day of like when I was talking to Kels before we had our movie draft, and by the way, I'll give you the winner of that here in just a moment. 
my feeling was at that point, I was like, you know, of all the recent talks and hearing the wide receiver position being brought up, it did, it did truly feel like Kansas City might trade up because they had so many picks going into the draft, they might go wide receiver, but they didn't. And the more they didn't trade up, and the more wide receivers they're being taken in the first round, the feeling came that it's got to be Felix and UDK Uzama. And K-State slash Chiefs fans, I couldn't be more happy for you because he is going to kick a lot of ass. Him and George Karloftis opposite of each other. And I know the Chiefs, actually, they signed oh – boy, I'm blanking on the name. But they signed a defensive end a couple of months ago, and he's pretty good. Felix is going to win the job. Hmm. Felix is going to be on the right side. Karloftis will be on the left side on that 4-3. I think it's going to really work out. I really do. I have a really good feeling about it. Now – Winning Super Bowls, I'm not sure where that leaves Kansas City, especially now with Deuce Vaughn's Cowboy. So we'll let it play out. And if you want more coverage on Deuce Vaughn being a Dallas Cowboy, tune in anytime this summer uh, because I'm sure it's going to be all summer long (laughs) celebration of Deuce Vaughn becoming a Dallas Cowboy. But we're not done with Felix just yet. When we come back, an abbreviated version of his introductory press conference, more emotions being felt from Felix with that press conference that happened shortly after him being drafted. That's coming up next. Ross Dellinger from Sports Illustrated reporting uh, a couple of nuggets here about the Big 12 and the Big 12 looking to expand into Big 12 Mexico. Basically what that would mean is like, which what we'd be most interested in is having a football and basketball game played in Mexico annually. And included in the report, talks of having KU hoops against Houston in, in Mexico. G League. Uh, Sorry about that. That's okay. G League uh, put a team in Mexico this year. I haven't followed it very closely to get a feel for how things went with that. But, yeah, Mexico City continues to be in the mindset of the four majors, and now apparently Brett Yormark wants it to be something for the Big 12. I honestly have really no reaction to this. Cool, great, fantastic, go get them, Brett. Making the Big 12 some money. That's neat, I guess. I don't know. I, You know, I, I, I think the only reaction you get out of me, or positively or negatively, if this K-State is brought up in now one of these games later down the road and – you know, if Casey were to lose a home game or something because of it or something, you know, I, I, I from a football standpoint, I get concerned of it just because they've had such bad luck with field conditions yeah. in that stadium over the years and injuries. But it's an outreach in a marketplace where you can maybe make a little headway. I don't know. It's it's an interesting thought. I've got a feeling that it's probably still a pretty base thought. In the grand scheme of things, it's going to take a lot to pull it off, I think. I'm still waiting to uh, hear about this this Big 12 concert tour. What happened to that? We, that was supposed right. to be out a couple of weeks ago. Right. And we yeah. don't have it yet. Yeah. The heck, Brett? Patience. They're still trying to find that mid-tier country act to headline. <laughs> Did you hear the big T-Mobile Center news? Aerosmith? Yep. Aerosmith and the Black Crows. Right. Farewell uh, tour for Aerosmith. Yeah, let's flip, let's flip those acts, please. <laughs> Put Black Crows on last? Yes. What? At this point? That's weird. At this point, in terms of 
Aerosmith's age. Who really wants to see Aerosmith one more time? I've never seen listen, them. Listen, <laughs> so Troy, we, we had this very conversation not too long ago about yeah, I know bashing I'm, a group just because they're older. If they could still go out there and perform at a decent level. Uh, see, there, there's the point. Decent level. There's still a lot of bands yeah. that could perform at a decent level, and it's still pretty good. I mean... Troy's just ageist, I think, at this point. I don't know. He's the older one of the group. He shouldn't be. He <laughs> should be all about this. I grew up with these damn acts. I don't need to see them at 75 years old. I've never seen Aerosmith either. I think it would be cool to see them once. Although, I, I mean, listen, you know, beyond K-Rock, when you hear the same music over and over again, you get kind of, you know, it just gets old, you know. But I kind of grew out of Aerosmith because of it. But I think, I think live, they'd just be one of those bands that'd probably just kill it live still. Right. Right. I don't know. I have no desire to see the Black Crows. <laughs> I really don't. I would much rather see them than Aerosmith at this point. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Their biggest hit is a cover. Yeah, true. Uh, you have to remember, I did buy Amorica in the store. Thank you very much. I've never owned Hoping a piece you. of Black Crows music. Oh, see. <laughs> I don't know a lot of people have owned a piece of Black Crow's music. Uh, we'll get to Felix in his introductory press conference here in just a moment, and I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I did cut it down a little bit. It's really good. Uh, the undrafted free agents. Uh, Echo Boydo to the Chiefs, Malik Knowles to the Vikings. Adrian Martinez has a legit shot because he's at the Lions. Um, Cade Warner to the Buccaneers. Bears pick up Sammy Wheeler, Ty Zittner to the Eagles. Boy, that one came out real quick after things yes, were wrapping up. Yes, it did. Up, I mean, right, very quick. Here's the deal, Ty. Now that you're in the NFL technically, and I'm a Cowboys fan, now that you're in the NFC East and you're not a Cowboy, I hope you make the team so K-State can, can beat your butt. I hope you do well, but I hope your team suffers really do uh so with felix being picked in the first round he's the first cat drafted in the first round since josh freeman was drafted by the bucks 17th overall in 2009 he's the first cat drafted to the chiefs since Braden wilson in 2013 and by the way with four cats being drafted the most since 2003 20 years since four cats were taken in the in uh, in the draft in the same draft, two thousand three. This is a fun trivia question. Who are those cats drafted in two thousand three? Remember, this is after the two thousand two season. Give you a second to think about it, because I think it's some names you'll remember. All right, the first one's the easy one. Terrence Newman to the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Terry Pierce. Melvin Williams, and then finally, my favorite name, Taco Wallace. (laughs) I was a big fan of Taco Wallace back in the day. Right. All right, let's get to Felix. This was pretty soon after he was drafted. He was actually not in person, like in the green room or anything, although he'll tell you a story about being at the draft early in the day. He'll also tell you about a best friend being in attendance to hear him, his name called. Uh, he was uh, at the uh, draft party with Felix and just the overall reaction of being now 
a Kansas City Chief. Here is Felix Andy D.K. Uzama, an abbreviated version of his introductory press conference with the Chiefs media. What was your draft party like? And um, we were all wondering if you considered coming into uh, the building to do this uh, since you're so close. Oh, no, it was, it was, it was amazing. Um, it was just a lot of people, a lot of motion. They're more excited than me, for sure. Um, it was just, at first I wanted small people because I'm the type of person that I don't like big, I don't like all the attention on me, so just be my family, but I mean, it worked out good. I got drafted by probably my, my literally my favorite team growing up, so um, it was just definitely a dream come true. And then what were your pre-draft conversations like with the Chiefs? It was pretty good. I went to their pro day, I talked with the coaches. I liked the, literally the scheme and everything, and then that's really the only time I didn't really have a official because, I mean, I think it's, I went to the pro day, and then I, went, I had a Zoom call with them but no formal during the uh, combine. You could have gone back to K-State for another year or two. Um, what told you you were ready to play in the NFL? What Was there something, maybe yeah. for the game or whatever it might have been? Um, the thing that made me ready was, first of all, I had a great season in 2021, and then I told myself if I had a good season this this season, uh, I'm going to come out. And plus, like, the scheme for Kansas State is not the scheme that's ideal for NFL, So I was, and I'm not the type of person to transfer like that, so. I told myself if I had a good season, still produce more, um, I'll come out. And I also had input from um, Chris Vaughn, Deuce's dad, who's a Cowboys scout. So he was just saying uh, all this stuff about, like, if I'm worthy to come out again or come out this this year or if I would be drafted or anything like that. So I made the decision. asked my family. They, just, they told me to, to come out. So I just trusted them. I trusted my heart. And I trusted God. Was there anybody else you relied on for, for information in that no, regard? just Deuce's dad. Hey, Felix, congratulations. So, you know, you come from Lee Summit, you, you go to Kansas State, which obviously is local, and now you're uh, staying with the Chiefs. What about uh, this city um, has, has made it such a home for you, and, and how happy are you that you get to continue that and, and stay in this area? Number one love. Um, I remember going to my first Chiefs game uh, back when I was seven years old. Um, from that, I just fell in love with this. Back in the Matt Castle days, it's funny, back in the Matt Castle days, back whenever we were like 1-12 and 12 and we beat the Green Bay Packers and we're all excited because we just beat like the best, the Packers at the time. It was, it's a dream come true. Um, also, just, I remember me and my friends just went up to the training camp, uh, go watch Kelsey, just, Kelsey and the Chiefs literally just uh, play. And it's coming full circle, which is crazy. And it's unbelievable that I'm in this position that I'm a Kansas City Chief. So, um Definitely going to celebrate with my family and everything else. And I'm thank I'm thankful for the Kansas City Chiefs fan because I was one of the Kansas City Chiefs fans, so I know how diehard we are for the Chiefs. So, I mean, what's the most surreal part of this night for you? That the draft was in Kansas City, that the Chiefs selected you, and what was <laughs> what were you hearing ahead of time about where you might go? Did you think the first round was a realistic possibility, or were you prepared um, to the thing for like is, tomorrow? I in my heart, in my heart, I feel like first round was a possibility. I had other people saying, "Oh, second round, you're a second rounder." People on media saying, "Second rounder." I saw Kansas Chiefs post me three times, so I'm like, okay, I'm destined to go to the Chiefs. I saw you guys uh, love Frank Clark. Frank Clark was one of my favorite pass rushers watching him. And I was just like, listen, if he if he left, like I can definitely have input for the team, especially I'm a young rusher, and I can learn from the people ahead of me. It was just a wild experience, especially KC and the draft, having the draft in KC, me coming out this year. This is all I dreamed of. Like, this is literally – I had a dream of this, like, four times in my lifetime. And it's crazy how this I'm living in the moment. I'm literally stepping foot. Um, tomorrow I'm going to probably wake up and check my phone and make sure that I'm still on the Kansas City Chiefs. With talking with Joe Cullen and, and Steve Spagnuolo, just what was your impression of them and how do you feel like you'll fit, considering that I'm sure you, you watch the team uh, throughout yeah. your life? Like his philosophy is very simple. And it's I love simple. He's like literally if you can just attack the ball and use your ability and there's the like obviously certain stunts like that. It's 
and then if you can attack the ball like he wants to. And he, he liked how I um, had a great motor because he likes high motor guys and he likes everything about like my playing style. So whenever he said that, he was like, yeah, once you become a Kansas City Chiefs, and I was like, hold on, Kansas City Chiefs? Like, at first I was like a chill, but I mean, it's it's surreal now. If I'm not mistaken, three years ago when you were going off to K-State, you were what, like 215, 220? You've put on like 40 pounds since then and, and grown so much. What led to that transformation? What what was it about? Um, it? Uh, the transformation is I just, um, I had a belief in my heart. Just, I was like, listen, I saw Cape Thibodeau. I saw his story, how he was very small and still like had a lot of offers. I saw Chase Young, how he had an amazing year that year. So I was just looking at the film. I like, I was like, how can anybody stop me from being like them? So that's why I was just like, listen, I'm going to work my butt off quarantine, the whole quarantine. I didn't play any video games, really watch any shows. The only thing I did was just watch their highlights over and over and every day and then work out in my basement and eating a lot so I could work on my body and just, just get anything, tactics and stuff like that. Look at their passwords moves, how they, um, how they were like good and stuff like that. So that's what I did the whole time and it just it's dream come true and it, all hard work pays off and I'm glad I did what I did at quarantine instead of just sitting around just watching TV. Hey Felix, uh, Veach just talked for a little bit about how you know just being 21, just turning 21 in January uh, was you know one of the younger players in the draft. How much more development do you think your game is still going to have and are there any specific things that you oh. want to work on in this next phase? Yeah, the next phase I want to work on my upper body. I want to work on my hand placement. I want to work on a lot of things. There's a lot of things I want to work, work on because I'm only 21 years old and I'm me me being a younger rusher there's a lot of things that i can um get from the older players about like how to prefer, perform the next level what you need to do tips and stuff like that so in a couple of years i can still be a veteran while being probably 20 23 or 22 or 24 so and then have a long career so um i'm glad i came early came out this early being young i'm glad i took the opportunity and i'm glad i'm i'm freaking kansas City chief hey felix you mentioned the pro day the local pro day the chiefs had and andy reed said he liked talking to you there can you just share some of the conversations you had and kind of the vibe you um, got from that it was, just, it was just a general conversation it just me and him were just chatting it up asked about his shoes he was laughing he told me his best experience in college like we were literally just chop- chopping it up like he was like we're just friends like we had a good conversation he asked me about my family here asked me about everything i asked him about his family like and even kind of little personal stuff i was just like hey what happened with like i heard like stuff that happened in previous years about with your family tell me more about that and he he dived deep in it was just a general genuine conversation and i appreciate that really did you uh did you go see the big crowd before you headed out home i did that's funny nobody knew who i was it was funny i went to go see the big crowd i have a picture of it actually it's so real i had a picture of it and uh Nobody knew who it was. I was just saying what's up to everybody. Everybody's like, what's up, what's up, what's up? So if I go back now, they're probably going to be like, oh, no way. So, um, yeah, I got the experience. Um, it was very <laughs> it was very genuine. And, oh, my gosh, I was with Deuce Vaughn, my, literally my best friend. So um, we just had a good experience uh, down there. That last story reminds me of a story when I had my first opportunity to PA a K-State football game. It was the Oklahoma contest in 2019. Nobody knew who Mitch Fortner was until after that game. I walk out of the stadium and everybody's high-fiving. Oh, Mitch Fortner, you did such a great job. Uh-huh. It's great to have you with us. I was like, well, I've been you know here for the last seven years, but no big deal. No big deal. Oh, uh, that is a hell of a story, though. He, he walked around the NFL draft for a while, and nobody knew who he was. The thing is, you're not wearing your number. You're wearing the number. That's the thing about football. People know you by your number. I have that oh, issue yeah. with like Manhattan High, and like you know, the player will come up to me once in a while. I have no idea yeah. who they are yeah. because they're not wearing the number, or like a helmet or whatever. I'm used to the number. Uh, that also happened once in a while with soccer. Uh, we got K State baseball coming up tomorrow. 
5.30 pregame, first pitch at 6 o'clock at Wichita State. By the way, your Batcats are now ranked 22nd in the country, according to Collegiate Baseball. D1 Baseball kind of slept on the Cats. Uh, hopefully they'll do better next time. RPI, the Cats right now, 57th in the country. They are firmly in now in the conversation. NCAA tournament possibility. Still some work to be done, including getting a dub in Wichita tomorrow. Very fitting. That's next. Trey, did you look up the set list yet? I'm not. Actually, Troy emailed me the set list, and I, I opened it, and I was like, what is this? I was, oh, no, I can't look at this. You I saw the be surprised? Huh? You want to be surprised? Oh, yeah. I, I'm always like that with concerts. Well, would, you like to know, know. would you like to know how many songs? I heard it was, Troy said it was quite a bit. It's a lot. Really? You're very. And expect, like, big. Luda's opening, and he's going to do, like, ten songs or something, like, do you want us to ballpark it for you? Because I don't remember the exact number. I do. It's 41. Wow. Okay. That's a lot. Of, that's that's a, a lot of songs. That's a lot of songs. I think a lot of it probably is probably going to be like medleys, yeah, too. Yeah, that's what I thought. Right. Yeah. You know people these days, short attention spans. <laughs> Got to speed it up a little bit. She has such an extensive catalog, Which, too. by the way, the opposite of Blues Traveler, they were a jam band. How were they? I thought they were good. The thing is, I wasn't expecting him to jam so much. And and Lindsay, who's a big blues traveler fan, brought up a good point. Like as a big fan, she is. They did four covers, and a lot of those covers they turned into long jams. Mm-hmm. And she's like, they could have fit in so many more blues traveler songs in that time. I was like, that's right. absolutely correct. What covers did they do? They actually started the concert with a cover, and they finished the concert. They did an encore with one song, and it was LaGrange, ZZ Top, how, right. how, 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 you know? Right. Um, let's see. They did What I Got. Interesting. Sublime. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. They opened with The Devil Went Down to Georgia. <laughs> well played. And instead of the fiddle, of course, well, of it's course the harmonica from yeah. John Popper. Yeah. Which, by the way, he still got it. He still got it. He's got the voice. I've been very fortunate to see some of the best players of particular instruments, and now I can say I've watched the best harmonica player of all time. I've even seen the best flute player of all time, if you can believe that. you got to see Stevie Wonder. What are you trying to say? Harmonica. Yeah, he's the best harmonica player of all time, probably. He's not. I've I've seen his harmonica playing. What? (laughs) Come on. (laughs) He has such a signature sound, too. Uh, and then what else? What was the other one? Uh, there's one more, but I'm blanking on it right now. Anyway, Trey, as I'm looking that up, uh, you want to hit us with your first question? Sure. Um, he's not ready to go. What would he's you too do? Distracted with Janet Jackson. <laughs> what would you do if you could possess the abilities of your pet? I don't have a pet, so that. Wait, say, give that to me one more time. What would you do if you possessed the abilities of your pet? Possess? I don't want any of my pet. I guess smell. I that'd be the you know and they hear way too well. I don't know if I'd want that enhanced kind of hearing. <laughs> I'd hear things I don't want to. You know, smell is one thing. You know, they also you know, certain dogs can find like lost people. Missing people. Right. <laughs> their yeah. ability with their nose, you know, that kind of hound dog type stuff. Maybe the stamina. Oh, Mary Jane's Last Dance. That was the other cover. Okay. Oh, okay. And they also turned But Anyway into a jam, and that was actually pretty awesome. But a lot of covers. 
I see. I see. Other than that, I don't want to be an animal other than a human being. You don't want to be a furry? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Ability to be super cute. I'm okay. already cute, but dogs are cuter. You right. know what I mean? Words you will never hear me say. <laughs> You've never had a pet, Troy? Uh, no, grew up with, with the pets, but we don't have any around for ourselves, no. Gotcha. What else you got? You got another question? Um, following on the animal concept, what animal would you want to be reincarnated as? Wow. There's part of me that wants to say cat just because I could be judgmental. I would. I'd like to be an animal that are. You know, a cat isn't a bad one. Lazy, kind of. You know, keeps to itself. Chill, easy to take care of. Not so needy. You know, a cat actually isn't a bad one. I just don't want to be a an animal that can wind up in a zoo. I'm not the biggest fan of zoos. Those animals are just losing their minds by staying in a zoo. They are mentally rotting away. And I, you know, just. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> so a cat, honestly, just to be isn't a bad answer. Just to be judgmental. I might be on a little bit of the wild side, though. Trey, thank you, Troy. I'm Mitch. We'll see you guys, as in you guys, tomorrow. We're out tomorrow. We're back on Wednesday. Go Cats.